What's up, Internet? You're tuned into this week's comic book reviews here with the Comics Pals. We are here to review four of the hottest books on the shelves this week. Two from DC, two from Marvel. We've got Batman 89, I Am Batman number one, Kang the Conqueror number two, and X-Men The Trial of Magneto number two. So uh, we're going to kick things off with Batman 89. Uh, it is two of six of the book. That uh, I know some of us really enjoyed, some a little bit less. Of course, was a little cold on it. Yeah, yeah, that, that was me. <laughs> Tyler, a little colder on it. Uh, but we have the creative team of Sam Ham. Uh, we've got Joe Canones, and we've got Leonardo Ito on colors. And uh, yeah, I well, let's start with you, Tyler. You were the coolest on this book. I know um, yeah. Sean was very high on it. Mark and I both liked it a lot. How are you feeling about it after issue two? Um, I'm liking that it's not a Batman book. <laughs> you like that it's all that's... about Harvey Dent? I mean, essentially, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that's what I didn't care much for last time. And, like, even what happens Batman-wise in this issue, it's just like, yo, this Batman's a fuck-up. He just got someone killed. <laughs> and then he just get, becomes depressed and tries to, be, you know, become a philanthropist instead. Um, but it really is just like a Harvey Dent story. And, like, I, I actually really enjoyed this issue, like, much more than the first one. Cool. I'm glad. Um, I, I was I was wondering if you would because it had such a different pace. I felt like the, the yeah. first one felt like the first 10 minutes of a movie where they're like very much like or at least of like an old movie. Right. Of like how it's like, ah, yes, let's show Batman doing a bunch of superhero stuff to get you in the mood. And then here's where it really felt like the plot, yeah. you know, got started and it ends, you know, seemingly getting us to a pretty big moment yep. in the next issue. And I, I like how it like. If you would have told me the 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 comic book sequel to the Tim Burton Batman universe um, story would be a socioeconomic racial uh, story, <laughs> I wouldn't have really guessed that. Um, and, and I like that it's that it's it's not what I expected at all. Um, and it, it it's kind of a, a different having Harvey Dent be a black man really sheds a new light on his buildup to being two-faced like right now like i'm i really liked harvey dent in this you know where previously like harvey dent could be a little cocky he could be like just like a gangster on the side of the law but like he's a really likable person here um so to see what his eventual fall will be will be even more you know uh, emotionally uh tugging but we'll, and, uh, we'll see how that goes what was interesting about that was that he was in particularly he's like he's a community leader and and i think that is the most that's like one of the most important parts of him yep. right now is that he's he's helping and i found it was interesting that we were kind of focused on burnside um but like if he's trying to build up his he's trying to build up the 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 community that he's a part of his neighborhood his friends he's he's doing the work and I think to your point, Tyler, that's going to come tumbling down in like a f amazing fashion. And and I think the the building blocks there have been laid out really well. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like this issue was interesting because like it it felt a little dense, but it was in a good way. I thought because like it he has a whole arc, right? Like if yeah. you think about like what he did in the first issue. Um, you know, he's he's going after Batman, he's chasing glory, he's, you know, going to his old neighborhood and showing off and acting like that 
is is him doing good for the community you know being like oh you know like i remember there was a line from the last issue where he's like oh it's like good for the kids to see a successful black man who's not like an athlete or a musician or something like that but like what is he actually doing to help those people right like what is he doing besides yep. advancing his political career and feeling big nothing and then in this issue right like he gets called out on his bullshit he gives this impassioned speech and then he literally runs into a burning building to try to save somebody from the community, you know? And, like, that's a total face turn. Uh, no pun intended. And <laughs> to see, nice. To, nice. To, to your point, Tyler, right? Like, that buildup of, of humanizing him and showing that he is really a decent person with good intentions kind of underneath it all um, is going to make that fall so much more satisfying. Yeah, satisfying in a depressing way too. Yeah, the tragic joy. Way. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I I do like how. Uh, I think the second best part of this whole issue was the uh, reveal that uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman is still around. Yeah, yes. I was gonna say I I really liked the uh, the introduction of Selena, especially because it felt like it feels like a real non sequitur. Like, it just kind oh, of yeah. happens, and it's just on yeah. one page, and then we never come back to it. And it's just like, oh, and like, okay. I forgot she would, she technically would still be around. I don't, I don't, I don't fully remember the, her, the end of her arc in Batman Returns, but she's, she's around. She's not killed off or anything like that. Um, and the, the updated design on her costume that Joe Quinones does, where it's this mix of the movie version of Selena Kyle and, the comic book purpley version with like the the beaded waistband and stuff mm. um it's this really cool design for it and, and i know kenyona uh, is a huge michelle pfeiffer catwoman fan who is um, frankly it's true it's not that's true that's true um yeah so that 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 was that was really fun to see i like this because it wasn't anything to do with bruce i don't i don't care much for this bruce so far uh i, I and maybe that's why we won't knock at this whole series so far is that Bruce isn't not likable? Is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I feel like he, he doesn't, doesn't do enough to be likable or unlikable. He's he's incompetent. I, I feel he doesn't feel like a Batman to me. It it does feel like he's fumbling a little bit. You know, like yeah. he he doesn't really know what he should be doing right now. Um, but I, I'm okay with that. Like I, I'm definitely one of those people who I'm not quite as precious about like the portrayal of any given version of a character because like this sure. isn't the Batman we know right like this is a different Batman and granted we should know because he's you know he's the Burton Batman so like we sure. have a connection to that character but um I don't necessarily hold him to the same standard that I hold you know mainline Batman right where if he was doing these same kinds of things I'd be like all right fucking get your shit together Batman you're a professional <laughs> this guy can't even ben, turn his head ben, you know it's just wait till Ben's Batman which is a uh being teased today <laughs> oh, no. is it going to be based off of uh this batman i mean he did tweet an image uh from this version of batman that's right yeah. oh no it, it wouldn't be this it wouldn't be this i think he, he he's probably next line never mind i'm, I'm taking you off the rails. that's your that's your saturday show you gotta do that I, this, this <laughs> you come on it, you, come on it <laughs> can you promise me that tyler <laughs> are we going into ooh speak but I'm, t- I'm telling you, Tyler, if you're not busy, I'm calling you up off the bench. Sean's not around in this episode, so I need somebody if I'm who's not smart. Busy. <laughs> yeah, if I dude's not... getting married. 
Yeah, yeah. It's not like a, I'm, I'm not getting married or going on honeymoon. Into oh, I'll, just, go, I'll, go. I'll, just do, I'll just do the show uh, at a beach. You squeeze in a four-hour podcast. It'll work yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, and this also this issue is is notable for introducing us to uh, Robin, right? We we kind of got the first real look at him after having the costume tease last time around. We get to see him actually go out and do some some superheroing. How did you feel about the whole Robin as a name thing? Uh, it was, was kind of like that moment. Yeah, was it a bit? Was it actually how Robin comes about? Uh... I, I, I feel like it's probably it's a little bit of both. Yeah, like it's definitely a bit, but I feel like it's also he's yeah. gonna be like, "Oh, I'm Robin now," and it's like, okay, yeah, because like I cringed a bit, and I was like, mm, but I kind of like it. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was very tongue in cheek. I was uh, I, I I didn't I didn't like it too much. It it kind of reminded me of a better executed version of like the bit from Solo, where it's like, oh, okay, that's how oh, Solo got his name. Dude, you know don't. what I mean? Like it's kind of like that. But like I I only like good Star Wars, Pete. Yeah, so you like Solo, which is the best movie of this era of Star Wars. Actually, I do like Solo. It's pretty there good. Go. <laughs> um, but I, I think the thing that kind of worked for me was that, like, I thought it was funny that the kids, like, argue about it. Like, the other, he's yeah. like, no, nah, you dumbass. Like, he said he was robbing the store. And the, and the, like, Robin's in the foreground, like, smiling about it. Like, I don't know. Like, it's very corny, but, like, so is Burton Batman a little bit. Give me vibes of uh, of uh, Winter Soldier uh, and Falcon, where they're arguing over whether or not he's Black Falcon or just the Falcon. It's just you know like a good little thing to to, to show the the people on the outside of Gotham. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought this issue was a lot of fun. Uh, I definitely dug the first one, but I like this one a lot more actually. I'm I'm back on. I'm cool. Back on. Yeah. yeah. So I think for me, I would say you should pull this one. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Especially like the first one. Also, if you like Quinones, just fucking pull it. It's just good art. Yeah, yeah. Joe Quinones is fucking killing it on art. Um, and shout out to the cover on this one by uh, um, it's uh, 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 Mitch Strads, and it is rad. There's a Mitch Strads cover. Uh, Wait, is it really? Yeah. You sure it's not? I see Quinones signature here. I mean, yeah, that's a Quinones. Co- which or which cover is it? The one with oh, it, it's Dent the it's the, the it's the the variant. Excuse uh, me. Oh, okay. I haven't, I haven't seen that. One. Oh, I can well, I can assume that <laughs> I can assume that's a very good one. Yeah, I, I like the main color a lot too. Cover a lot too. Um, that's the one you can you can see on the background if you're on YouTube. Uh, yeah, I, I'm 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 looking forward to more of this. Marco, mm. where about you? Pull, wait, drop. Uh, I mean, I think if it were for me, I'd probably drop it just because I'm not as interested in the this. Batman necessarily, and, and, you and I mean, you said to pull the first one though. Yeah, but like I'm, I'm reading it's a, through it's a collector. it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's fine. It's it. I, I don't know that I'm like getting anything out of it right now. That's like, so funny to me because you were like very into the first issue, which I thought was a lot worse. <laughs> Not a lot worse, but <laughs> like I like I, this one a lot more than I like the first one. I don't think I don't think it's bad. I think if it were for me, like I I probably wouldn't continue to pick this up. Yeah. I just like it's it's crafted well. I'm just not interested. I, I'm, I'm. That's fine. I'm just surprised based yeah. on how high you seemed on the first one. Hey Marco, you haven't seen the Tim Burton movies, right? I've not. Did no. you say that? Okay. Ooh, you do. You should. We're gonna do community watch along for that one. That's what we gotta you do. You should. Those Let's are, go. Those are fun. Those are fun. We'll talk about that on. Uh, we'll talk about that off mic. 
All right, so uh, let's let's keep the Batman train rolling. We got a new number one this week. Uh, technically, was a number it? two though, because there was already an issue zero. Uh, yeah, but... we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk. Uh, so it is. I am Batman, uh, which is of course. Um, and and you're gonna need to help me out. Is it Luke Fox? Is his name? So, this is. So there was the one of the Fox sons. One of Lucius's Fox's sons was Batwing, and I forget which one that was. But this is the other son, the one that's been who, like gone. Who disappeared. Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he was kind of like denounced from his family a bit. Um, I don't. Is it Luke Fox? I'm gonna look I it up. Jace. Was it not Jace? Jace is what he goes by. Because oh, I, I, I think, see. I think Luke but, Fox is the other one. Is, is I believe you're right. Yeah. Batwing. He's the one. He's the one that was dating like Barbara for a bit. Yeah, yeah, that's Batwing. So it's it's the other Fox. Oh uh, yeah, Jace. Is I don't know. I don't know what I see. Tim. I'm, I'm seeing on. Timothy Fox here from Future State. Tim Fox. Yep. Tim Fox. That's it. Tim Fox. Also Jace. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this this book's creative team is John Ridley on words. Olivia Olivier Coipel. I ne- how do you say that their last name? I believe. I, th- I think you got that right. Okay. Yeah, Olivier Coipel. Coipel. Yeah. Olivier yeah. Coipel. Uh, on art and Alex Sinclair on colors. Uh, this is, um, I, I guess, like the proper beginning to this story, right? Which has been a tortured kind of thing where it was going to be the the Batman book during 5G. And then when 5G got gutted, it got looped into Future State. So it's like been teased and there's been an issue zero. And I feel like this idea has been out there for a while, but we're kind of off to the races with it at this point, you know? It's, uh, it is, I've read all of this and I still am not fully understanding what's going on, to be honest. Because I very much got the sense that this is taking place in a very different timeline, right? No, like, this is concurrent. No, really? This is, yeah, yeah is it not this like is in what's the happening future? right now. I got the sense so, that it was in the future. It's, so the whole future state thing um, kind of threw us you know uh, what's like in the moment there's like a word for it i forget the word um but uh in the future the magistrate kind of has taken over gotham there are these uh this sanctioned police force that's run by essentially an evil steve jobs um and now within like the past year in tinian's run and all the uh, kind of bat books they've been slowly starting that and building up to the invention and, and, and the 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 birth of the magistrate taking over Gotham. And I think it was maybe one or two weeks ago, there was like an issue of Batman or like an annual or something where the mayor of Gotham finally said, all right, magistrate, you're in. You can do this now. You can have your peacekeepers or mm. peacemakers or whatever take over and police Gotham. I'll tell you what, um, that that knowledge makes me like this issue less. Because it it, <laughs> ma- it makes a lot of the dialogue not make sense. Yeah, uh, a couple things. Bruce Wayne is that doesn't have any money anymore. All of it is in Lucius Fox's hold. He kind of kind of controls Wayne Industries now. Um, and he's dead, or he's not dead. Bruce people think he's dead. dead. They think he's dead, and he's kind of underground, and he like lives in apartment buildings, and he just has armor. He doesn't really have much tech stuff. Alfred's yeah. been dead for a couple of years. See, none of this you get really. But to well, be fair. He's not really part of the Bat family yet, so... And it's like, that's fine. Like, yeah. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I guess it's just, like, some of the dialogue, like, some of the ways that he talked about Batman just don't make sense if this isn't an alternate universe. At least in my... Based on what I know, right? Like, sure. It, sure. It, yeah. and And I'm not reading Batman. I haven't been up keeping up with it. Um, 
yeah, I've read some of Tom King's run, but like, you know, that's outdated at this point, right? Um, but like, he he mentions I'm paraphrasing, but there's a part where he's like, oh, like Batman's like a myth and a symbol and like people need to know that he's real and like actually out on the streets helping people and like he's too busy flying his plane around in the sky so he misses what's on the ground and I'm just like that doesn't jive with me like you can't tell me in a in a mainline like continuity universe that Batman is looked at as a myth Batman is a member of the Justice League. Batman has saved the universe how many times? Like Batman's a very visible figure. That's so hard to that doesn't the way the way I read that was that Batman's gotten so big he's become like that. a Superman. Sure. He's not street level anymore. But he's like, not helping. what does that even mean? Like, I don't yeah, know. I mean, do you, can you be street level when you have to deal with I don't know, uh, Mister Freeze and Professor Pig? You know, like, and it's like he's got like eighteen fucking employees who are out there doing street level. Like, who cares? Right? Like, <laughs> like, like, I think there are things you can bash um, uh, Batman for doing, and I don't even think they touch on that here. Like, bash on him for like beating up poor people, you know, like for like using child soldiers, like yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Like it's um, it's it's not that I have a problem with this guy having an axe to grind about Batman. It's just the things he said are I'm like, I, I, that's why I felt like oh, this must be an alternate universe where there's like an authoritarian regime. Like it was giving me like uh like like twenty nine like Spider Man twenty ninety nine vibes in no, that way yeah. where it's like oh no just this weird technocracy or something like, you know? Uh, no, they just, within Batman comics in the past year, they just pretty much turned it into a sci-fi um, Blade Runner type uh, situation going on. It's, it's weird. It's super weird. It's a weird, uh, I actually, I would recommend the Tinian Batman stuff, but I've heard it's great. Like I'm not, it's, I'm, it's really different. It's I'm not really different. critiquing it in theory. It's just sure. Sure. Out of context, reading this, the fact 100%. that you're telling me that this is, you get none of this. I, yeah. you know, yeah, and yeah. the fact that I built my own cannon was like, oh, this must be what's happening is like, I feel like I have a bit of whiplash now. It's like, and that's, that's my fault, right? Like, um, it just, that seems odd, I guess. Yeah. I, my, I, I, I don't, I don't know if John Ridley has fully found his voice as a comic writer yet. Um, I do think he's really kind of trying to build up the Fox family within the past year and a half or so. Um, but, uh, he, he wrote, uh, 12 years of slave. So oh, okay. he definitely has, he yeah. definitely has a, a voice and, and a, and a, um, kind of theme going on in his work that I I'm interested in. And I think that when you, when you get down to it, the idea that, you know, this Jace guy wants to be kind of the guy that people can look forward to. I think the bit where he doesn't disappear from the cops was great. I actually really enjoyed that. That was, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Where the cops were like, "Oh, aren't you supposed to just disappear now instead of uh, not um, instead of just standing just there and still there. talking to her?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, "Yeah, that's true. That's something Batman wouldn't do." So um, it was a good change of pace that I that I enjoyed. I think uh, I, I thought that Batman's or this version's Batman had some like inconsistencies in like his "I need to stop crime," like he. Like, like he yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, bro. <laughs> he like scene. he smacks. Uh, he hit yeah the, the the car chase scene where like he 
puts his uh the baton in between the wheel and it causes the car dead. to flip. Yeah, <laughs> that guy died. Like yeah. the car. Yeah. Like I don't understand how this is stopping crime or something. Like well, he's especially because the then like though. like I don't know. Especially because then it's like right like the, he does this. This car is fucking totaled. My man climbs out of the car and starts fighting him. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, hey, I'm not trying to put a beat down on you if I don't have to. It's like, bro, you just crashed his car. Like, you could have pulled him over. Like, well, we've established this car is going, like, probably triple digits. Right. Like, it, it's just like, those were the things that I, I felt, like, friction up against, where it's just yeah, like, yeah. that just doesn't make sense. Like, that, like, beat for beat is just fell flat for me um but like in general i did like the character like i I definitely agree with what you said about um you know him uh not leaving after the cop thing like i i got a kick out of that like the like you know um the fact that he's like oh like i don't know how to use a fucking grappling hook like what like who am i you know like and he's got like these like daredevil batons and like he's got his own vibe going on and like i'm into that like i i feel like the ways in which he's a different batman are appealing to me mm-hmm. yeah, apparently he's never played a zelda game if he doesn't know how to use any kind of dra- grappling hook so <laughs> i think um, yeah i think he's uh, i think him as a batman like a functional batman looks cool can be cool has interesting tech but to tyler's point i don't know that he i don't know he really understands who he is as batman because on the one hand he's stopping some kid joyriding and on the other hand he's stopping these like potential terrorists from shooting up like cops like there's there's such a dissonance there in terms of his activity that I don't know where John Ridley wants us to go. And also, like, I think that the the face mask that he wears, um, which I'm sure they're building up to it, but imagine, like, people can see, if he wants to be the Batman that's seen by the three old people, imagine they saw, oh, Batman's black, you know? Sure. What there is, that's that's rife for storytelling right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, which I bet we're building up to it. Yeah, you know, I think I you're probably think- right. Because I imagine right now he's trying to make people think he's the original Batman, sure. yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. The myth Batman. Right. Uh, how'd you like the uh, Koi Pell art? I'm a big Koi Pell fan. So this oh, it's fucking was, great. Yeah. It's great. It's I really like Koi Pell's yeah. work. Um, particularly, like, the the big, like, uh, like, there's that fight where he's, like, fucking up those, like, paramilitary guys or whatever, and there's, yep. like, this shot where he, like, fucking flies in on the bike, and I really like how much they use the motorcycle. Like, I thought mm-hmm. that was a really cool element. And there's like a shot where it's like the guy's like a mask, kill it. And then there's this shot of the light of the bike, like as he's driving at him, and he grabs him by the yeah. face and just throws yeah, him. Like that shit is so cool. Yeah. And then like two pages later, I think it is. There's like the full shot of him with the daredevil batons or whatever. Yep. I, they probably have a real name, but um, I think they're batons. Yeah. I think yeah. They are, yeah. Big big in comics right now. People love the batons. They're cool. Nightwing. Nightwing yeah. has Night, Nightwing, Geiger, the Geiger guy. He's they're got tight, <laughs> you know? They're cool, man. Like, it's like, especially like when it's like you see somebody fighting with like a knife and then you're like, ah, I've got these dull batons. And it's like you're just, just whooping on people instead of, you know, uh, that cutting was, them down. 
that was my favorite page, like, like the knife page where he just like smacks him and smacks it out of his hand and it's flying and there's just this white uh, gutter that's extra thick. Really good moment. Really good beat. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a little because I think there was a, there was a zero issue, first of all, um, and there also was a digital series that was. So there's like what ten books about this guy already. This is the first issue. Yeah, and then and then future state. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like this is not a first issue. They they, they bring you uh, in media res. That's the word I was like the phrase I was like. I can never with, remember like, that term. Yeah, I know me neither. Um, but like like they they assume you know who is Alfred is. They assume you know who this guy he's looking for at the end is because this guy's like, oh yeah, we found the guy you were looking for. I'm like, I don't know who that is. That's that's not a real cliffhanger for me if it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, I have no um, idea who that is. The thing is I've, I've read most of this. Oh, uh, oh, that is anarchy at the end. It but says like, an end mentions... to anarchy, so I was like, okay, this yeah. is probably anarchy, but I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah, that guy. That guy's anarchy. There That's is a me guy, problem. I feel though. like, yeah, uh, anarchy's. Uh, he was in uh, that that Batman game that wasn't Rocksteady. Oh, uh, or... okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I thought this was fine. Um, yeah. Like issues, issues with the script aside, like. I I enjoyed it, you know, like I liked the art and I am potentially interested in, in this Batman. Like I like I said, there are things about him that I think are cool, but I don't know, like this, the script. Definitely I don't know if I would is... say pull it yet. I don't know if I would pull. It yeah, yet. I'm Same. I'm kind of at like a wait and see maybe for a trade, but yeah, could be a good hardcover. It would be a good hardcover. Just the art alone. Yeah. Guess, but yeah, um, I, I think if we wait. if. If you we if we were to wait on a trade, I would hope that they include stuff that extends beyond just this. That includes like future state stuff. That includes things to give us context. Because if we were to start here at either the zero or the one, I'd, I'd be lost. Yeah, that's fair. I was. I, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. <laughs> I can confirm. Yep. All right, so let's jump over to the Marvel side of things this week. We're going to start things off with Kang the Conqueror number two. Uh, which is, of course, uh, by the creative team of Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly on words, Carlos Magno on uh, art, and Espin Grundetjern, Grundetjern, probably, uh, on colors. Um, I really like this book. Uh, Tyler and I reviewed the first episode, uh, episode, the first review in a, Jesus, we reviewed the first issue in a previous episode uh-huh. is the sentence I was it. circling the drain around. Uh, and I went in really not expecting to jive with it. Like, I, I don't know why I felt that way, but it was just like, I don't know that I care about a book about Kang. Like, and and God help him. Uh, they made me like I really <laughs> enjoyed the first issue. And I think part of it was that I went in with low expectations and it, I really thought it was like fresh and fun. Um, and I thought this issue like kept that momentum um, and and even kind of up the ante a little bit with a few fun like Easter egg type moments like the fact that we meet like presumably the original Moon Knight right and like hell yeah that was fucking really <laughs> cool and then like Apocalypse shows up and you're like oh right oh my god of course and yeah, how, like, do you, how do you make a Kang story better you throw Moon Knight in. what are they trying to make something for me. Like, yeah I, I had that exact thought i was like oh tyler must be losing like, it. hell yeah and it's, it's also like it's not just any moon Knight. it's ravona renslayer who is in the loki series so like there's like oh. all right you're giving her you're oh giving her holy origin. shit tyler i didn't put that together until right now 
Oh. Yeah, so like maybe that's her origin as like a time traveler because she's a noted time traveler in the comics. What the fuck? Um, but I'd never known she was a, a Moon Knight. At that's some so point. cool. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. And it, the, the thing I'm really digging about this is like he's not making Kang like I can empathize with Kang in this, but I don't necessarily find him likable, which no, is good. I shouldn't have to. Yeah, he's like a sniveling little yeah. shit kind of, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. But I don't know. I, like, I feel like with with, uh, with like villain books, I feel like they try to make them like you know, like oh, this is why, you know, there's a reason why he's like Yeah, this. he's like, misunderstood. A reason. You can, yeah, you can make it compelling without making me have to like the guy. Like Red Skull Incarnate, which is like a Greg Pak series from all the time. Like, I don't want to know about Red Skull's poor childhood. Like, the dude was a Nazi. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> well, like, I don't it care. It kind of reminds me of, like, what we were talking about with the Black Manta book, I think, last week, where it's like, yeah, but I... I like, you can't, you can't have your yeah. cake and eat it, too. You can't make them a likable, sympathetic person and also an evil villain. And, like... That book felt like it was trying to kind of toe that line a little bit of like, what matters to me? What's my legacy? And it's like, I don't care. You're a fucking child murderer. Like, fuck you. Like, you know, like, whatever. Um, yeah, and I, 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 di- I definitely dig that. That he's kind of like this, like, power-hungry, like, privileged, whiny little shit kid, you know? Um, and then we yeah, see him he just become wants the bone. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we see him become Iron Lad. That was cool. I didn't yep. quite yep. understand that, like how the suit just materialized, but that was cool. Well, it, uh, doesn't he have the power to control matter? No, that's the other purple and green guy. Uh, that's uh, uh, Ma- ah, shit, Mister the Secret Wars guy who can control matter. I I am totally whoosh, don't remember the other the other purple and green Fantastic Four villain. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm thinking of Franklin Richards. No, he he is Franklin Richards. Wait, what? He's Nathaniel. So, isn't no, he's no, Nathaniel. he's Nathaniel Richards. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Fantastic Four. I was gonna say he's like he's like on, way later, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was no, I was confusing him with Franklin for a second. I'm like, well, he has those powers. I, I mean, unless like they keep that sort of continuity of the somewhat related powers and therefore he might be able to materialize things that that was the only thing i could think of maybe i don't know I, it wasn't particularly clear but i was just like i don't really know how his powers work that's fine like i don't really it didn't and, it didn't impact my enjoyment and and i will say to to what you laid out at the start of this issue um i i don't know that they i don't know that they hooked me on a kang series I, 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 I'm assuming that you guys have at, at the very least more familiarity in terms of having at least seen him in another comic of some sort. And yes, I do at least have that context. <laughs> so like I have none of that. So all of this is just like, okay, cool. I don't care. Marco, you should watch. Sure. Uh, are you, are you familiar at least by name with the cartoon Avengers assemble? Uh, yes. You should watch. There's like a oh, dude. arc on that show and it's a really good primer for Kang. Okay, and and I think Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes is another one where they have like a good. Kang oh wait, arc. is that the one I'm thinking of? I think that's the one. I'm, isn't Assemble the Disney one? Assemble's a Disney one. That I'm was thinking like the of one. Earth's Mightiest Heroes, dude. Earth's Mightiest Heroes, fantastic show, a cartoon. It's really good. Are they? Are they like it, it is. Good. No, are they on Disney Plus? It is. I believe so. It is yeah. on Disney Plus. Yeah. yeah. 
and um, it was like it's a great intro to like just all all things marvel it's like literally everything gets touched at some point it's 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 really fun yeah it's, it's, it's only two seasons um but it it they, feels like so much more yeah they do a really good job of establishing like a lot of the biggest avengers arcs like get touched on okay um so it's a good primer for kang that was my first exposure to the character i think actually that was my main first too yeah like i knew i knew him and i'm like the fringes really yeah like i was aware of him as a person yeah. but oh, like time traveler avengers villain yeah yeah sure, i had no. like read his wikipedia page versus like yep. seeing a story that was actually about him um, he hasn't really had like a big comic book presence since i would say um young avengers yes um but that was kind of you know in its own bottle area sure. of, the, of the marvel universe but really not since like early 90s avengers i would think like it, he's been kind of dormant really to be like a major player in the since i've really been reading modern marvel comics so yeah nice to see him get his get his due now so yeah i don't know maybe that'll be like a good inroad for you marco um yeah because yeah he's he's definitely not a character i'm like attached to i just think he's cool in concept and like i really have dug i dug that arc of that cartoon and like have thought he's cool since then you know um, okay. but that's like really, I don't even like, I know I've seen him in something else, but I couldn't even tell you what it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and that's like my only gripe with this is that I unfortunately don't read comics. So like, <laughs> <laughs> you're only on a comic book podcast or something. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, like, I don't, I don't know how, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's cause you don't read comics, but the last, uh, the teaser <laughs> for the next issue where it's him fighting doom with fucking clock hands i was like oh yeah this series rules even though the the uh cliffhanger of this one was him swearing allegiance to apocalypse i'm like are we getting kang apocalypse and doom in the same issue like, that'd be crazy yes. yeah please yeah yeah i don't know i i think this book is a lot of fun like i i think the art is really strong um i i really have enjoyed the script yes uh i feel like it's it's wordy but it's it's that right kind of wordy where, yeah. like, he's a verbose character, it makes him come off as, like, a little pompous, but, like, it doesn't feel like... The way that some dense books do, where you're just like, oh, my fucking God, like, you Like know. Swamp Thing. All right, oh, right then. <laughs> okay, all right. You put, that, you put that one back in the deck. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm here for this book. I, I'm, I definitely would say this is a poll. Um, and, in fact, I'm going to say this is my book of the week. Wow. Yeah, okay. me too. Me too. High five, Tyler. Bam. This, we this, uh, you know what? Uh, putting my bias aside, I think that like functionally, this is a good comic. Uh, I'd say wait for trade. Okay. Fair enough. This will be like a good like gift trade once it's out and once it's done. I feel like, like the one is... you just give somebody who's like, oh, I watched that Loki show. It was pretty yep. good. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like this is going to be the book that in like five years from now or like 10 years from now, or whatever it is, when Kang is like actually relevant rather than having been teased in the background, people will be like, I want to read about Kang. I'll be like, here you go. Do I have a book for you? I sure do. Speaking of books that I have for you, let's move into our last book of the week. It is, of course, The Trial of Magneto number two. Uh, Let's and go. It's a damn good looking book, dude. It like, is a damn good looking book. And uh, we've got a, a great creative team on this one. Of course, we have Leah Williams on words. We've got Lucas Wernick on art. And we've got Edgar Delgado on uh, colors. 
and of course uh, Clayton Cowles and Tom Muller on design, as is always the case with these X books. So, uh, I I was a little cool on the first issue. I am very interested in this this arc. I'm very interested in this as a concept. Um, I didn't dislike the first issue. I think it had a, a few particularly strong moments, particularly in the art. Um, some of the the stuff with Wanda, like the back end of that book, is like incredible. Um, but this one, I I liked a lot more. Like I, I felt myself get on the train on this one because I felt like we got past a lot of the set dressing stuff of like, here's what happened. Here's why everyone's arguing. Here's 10 conversations about dissecting a body and like all that. Oh, I'm stuff. so happy where we're done with that. That really, I like that. yeah, I didn't I, like any of that stuff. And it, it, it just really didn't work for me. Um, yeah. cause I didn't, I, a, it was like, I find that kind of writing to be very boring. Um, I don't like, when there is and, and this goes for like any writing right like it delivered uh dialogue also doesn't work for me when you have a bunch of people standing around doing the like star trek thing where they're where they're like ah yes let's explain how the polarity of my powers works and how i can look at these blood uh uh phenotype scans uh uh just a bunch just putting a bunch of word salad together and being like this means we're looking at the body it's like yeah yeah no yeah. i got that part you didn't need to tell me the fucking mechanics of, ah, yes, well, we found that she'd been choked in this specific way, and it seemed like, you know, it was maybe with uh, malice. Or, uh, it's just like... Uh, it it, w- it would have worked if me. then, like, like Professor X put on some sunglasses and the Who played in the background. Then I would be like, all right, cool. <laughs> I, you got me so there. I, I, I wasn't on the first issue review, and... Did man, you read it? I, so? I did, yeah, I did, okay. and I disagree with with everything you guys are saying. I you liked loved that? It. You I loved the, it. The gratuitous description of a woman getting that murdered? That makes sense. Marco's a fucking robot. You <laughs> <laughs> can't relate no, to beings that are made of meat. I'm, I am I, I am the Jar Jar Binks of this podcast. For the uh, vision, I, I like to drink out of your little head there, uh, Marco, for uh, you non- <laughs> Oh, no! Uh, for you non-YouTube viewers, um, I'm, I have a Jar Jar Binks mug. Uh, no, man, because, that- um, I love Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> Which means that, you love Marco. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Makes sense. But yeah, you um, like the gratuitous murder scene. <laughs> I like the way that it, it played out. I like the pacing of it. I like the conversations that they were having. I think all the dynamics were, were there to make it a really engaging issue. Like I kept flipping through the pages. Like I was oh. I was enthralled with it. I just was so on the opposite end of that spectrum and I was worried because like I was really excited for this event and this book and like you know, like absolutely no disrespect to to Leia Williams, but I was just like, man, this script is not working for me. It felt it was, very dense, and like it was the f- sorry. I was gonna just say in a bad way. I was talking about how Kang was good dense. That was bad dense for me, and I feel like this felt so much better. It felt like it had yeah. so much more room to breathe mm-hmm. and more happens. So it's not it does it's not able to linger on things for as long. So like brevity is important to get things across and i felt like i just felt like this issue was like right there like we were already in the action yeah and i think it's leo williams strong suit like like her dialogue's mm-hmm. great yeah yeah it's really I, good i thought the dialogue in this was really good and like considering yep. how much i didn't like the csi dialogue in the last one i was like <laughs> yeah oh i don't know yeah. you know but like specifically so, the scene where the avengers show up and they like talk yep. about like i thought that was great you know 
yeah i like how everyone likes north star's uh human boyfriend like or human husband yeah uh and he, even he's he's like almost a little fed up with it like oh even captain america knows who you are i i, uh, thought I think it was... like there's there's good interpersonal things that Leia williams throws in her stuff that's really fun i thought that was so funny where where cap's just like oh yeah how how is kyle is kyle around yeah. <laughs> which is great because that instantly then sets up him as what uh, of him being a hostage to Magneto, right? Because like, I, then, I don't. And there's like instant stakes there. Yeah, because like, I don't really know who that is, but I'm like, yeah. oh no, Kyle! Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Captain America likes this guy. Of course, I'm gonna like him. Like, obviously. So it's it's good. It's good. I I'm I'm kind of curious. So at the end of this, Wanda's already back. <laughs> um, so I'm like, then what 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 are we here for? I mean, I feel like there's still a lot to unravel, though. No. Because, like, my question is, so, a few things. Um, I do want to just make this last point before we move off uh, from the Captain America thing. Um, Because for him being used on one page, so good. The scene where Pietro, like, he comforts him and then he, like, runs away to cry. Oof. Love that. Love that as well. Real good stuff, yeah. Very good. Um, And and I, I feel like Leia really nails Cap's voice, which is not always easy. Um, but... I am kind of I have a loose theory going that maybe the Wanda that we just saw is not exactly the same Wanda who was murdered. I I agree, but that's because I think that uh they might have gone through the crucible with her. See, and yeah, like I Oh, go ahead, Mark. And like, I don't have solid proof outside of, well, everybody was standing outside of, uh, what is it called? The, um, the Arbor Mag- uh, Magna. Mm-hmm. And that only happens when they bring somebody back. Right. Well, and the thing that I, cause they, they mentioned in the previous issue where Magneto was pushing to resurrect her. They were talking about how, they have a scan of her brain from when they still thought she was a mutant, but that's like a long time ago, right? Right. So if they were to bring her back, it would be uh, not not the version of Wanda who who most recently died. And I feel like there are a few things that, like, I don't know, that, that feel like are teasing that fact. Because there, it's worth pointing out the whole magical yeah, element, yep. right? Where she's talking about how she she's reborn through magic or whatever. But like, and correct me if I'm wrong, right, Tyler? Maybe you you can uh, let me know. Are Wanda and Vision together right now in the comics? I don't think so. I mean, I don't not, think they are. Not officially. Mm-hmm. No, not officially. So like, but what, what better way to bring them back together than death? You know, right? And that's like, I'm wondering, like, is this maybe that? old backup of her when they were still together and like maybe yeah. she still thinks she's a mutant like i don't i don't I know think, like it, it's weird because like if game. that was yeah. the case she probably wouldn't just like land and be like no everything's cool but i also think about how it seems like hope is doing something and that she has a, a game that she's playing because she is the one who uh at least my interpretation of events was she's the one who you know incites magneto to go attack the avengers right and doesn't want them to see her body by like no matter what don't let them see the body why right i i think it was because in the middle of that they were resurrecting her that's what i'm wondering yeah and, that's the, and, that's kind of what i'm thinking 
And I think your point about it being a backup of Wanda makes sense because the last page, you know, uh, Vision's not embracing her. Her his eyes are wide open. Hers are closed. There, it doesn't feel like a a moment where his hands like, are like out. Like she's yeah, on, and he's she's just, like, whoa, you know. He's just like, what's going on? And uh, so, like, uh, but the thing is, I'm confused as to why. Like, what is the end game here for that? If they're resurrecting her, making her a mutant, and or, no or saying, and I think that that part I'm I'm interested in. Um, I think. I think they brought it back too soon. Um, and it's weird that Magneto was like, no, I murdered her. I did it. Like, I'm guilty. Arrest me. Do whatever. Uh, I, there's just like too much up in the air right now. And, and th- that's confusing me, but I'm in, in yeah. I'm engaged. I think I'm in, I'm in the same boat as you, Marco. Like, I, I don't, do I know what's going on? No. Do I, I, I think the end game is that this will reintroduce Wanda into the mutant side of the marvel universe um and i think this is a way of maybe erasing all the shit she's done yeah yeah um you know and like which is a lot trying to like snap her back to like a new status quo so that now that she's an a A tier mcu character who people like and want to root for they want to make maybe make her less villainous yeah and then Mm. i I assume they're the ms i mean of course you know put my conspiracy theory hat on um they're going to be wanting to focus on the X-Men soon in the movies. So how do you, where's the bridge? Wanda's the bridge. Right. Yeah. Um, so you kind of have to build up that relationship in the comics. And like, I don't think Wanda and vision have been a thing like since she killed him in, in the disassembled, honestly, like, cause then uh, you had, you know, house of M afterwards. Then you had the vision series where vision, um, right. I was going to say his own family, you know, they, they might've, had interactions in uncanny avengers i believe possibly but they were minimal but they're not like a couple anymore no no so it's like yeah. this is a big deal you know like I, it I, is it I, is i feel like that and the hope stuff leads me to think that like there's more than the, meets the eye here the, the hope stuff is very interesting too because i was reading what did i read um as well uh, along with this it was uh hellions is dealing with it and new mutants is dealing with it where where hope and the um the, the five is that what they're called yeah yeah um they're kind of uh, trying to dick they're trying to rebel against the establishment you know of the council, council of yeah with who should be resurrected there was a whole thing with um clones can clones be resurrected um can people who may have already exist as somebody else like uh can like spoiler for new mutants but um uh, Scout got killed, uh, which is uh, Wolverine Laura's clone, and they didn't. They were like, mm. "Well, we're bringing her back. She's a different person, you know." But then in Hellions, they're dealing with Madeline Pryor. Do you bring Madeline Pryor back if she's technically an evil, ver- evil clone of Jean, even though she's a different, she's a, her own individual person? So, like the the idea that the five are now kind of the ones dictating who they think should be brought back there's some dissension in the ranks that I'm kind of seeing throughout the books, which I don't think is a coincidence. No. And I mean like hope, there's no coincidence. Yeah. There's no coincidences in this Krakoa. Right. Yeah. Everything's planned. And like hope is like outwardly criticizing what Charles is doing. She, she, she basically says he's committing a war crime. Um, And like that, that's a badass. She was raised by cable. Like, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right. It's like the idea that like she could be mounting some kind of, you know, 
takeover or something like that isn't crazy. Yeah. And like, what, what is, what is Charles going to do? They need her, you know, like, right. So yeah. uh, they need the fight. It, it just, yeah. I, like, I, I like that, that kind of tension built up there. I think there's a lot of like, like what, what is really going on with Magneto? Like it's kind of a little up in the air. Is this Scarlet Witch just project, projection from Emma Frost? We already see her doing that. You know, um, when you have Emma Frost in the mix, I can't believe anything on the page. I for a um, long time I remember I was thinking like, could this be Mystique trying to get back at him? But then we saw Mystique be like, oh, and I was like, okay, it's not her. Yeah, cool. yeah. <laughs> we'll wait for Inferno for that one. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. But yeah, uh, this this issue was like, it was this close to being my pick of the week. Like it was it was neck it was and close. fucking neck. And and Lucas Lucas Wernick, I just looked him up on on Marvel's website. Like he's been like a fill-in artist for like random issues like X-Men Empire or uh, X-Force. Like this dude's killing it. This is good stuff. Yeah, it's nice to see him get to come up to the main stage. I think he did a lot of good work yeah. in this issue. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I'm here yeah. for this. I, I The one critique I had, I guess, on the art piece was some of the Captain America stuff looked a little wonky. And in particular, this page. His head his head is like on this panel is like super small and that's canon. You ever see uh, Liefeld's cap? That's canon. <laughs> there was there was one page in particular uh, where there's like an establishing shot of like a lizard on a rock, and the background is like very very messy. And I was like, okay, this is like too messy. Um, you'll you'll see it when you see it. There's like mutants in the background, and it's like you literally gun to your head couldn't tell you who's in that image because of like, oh, the way that yeah, they're drawn. Yeah. Like um, coming to the gate. Yeah, and it's like I don't like that. Um, that was my one critique on the art was like the the pages where there's like focus, excellent. But like some of the minor details like that, it felt like uh, okay there yeah. were some corners cut. But like you know, it's monthly comics. Like that's it's yeah. gonna happen sometimes. Um, but by and large, I was really impressed with with what I saw. Shout out to uh, Emma's tangible assets. <laughs> Thanks, robot man. <laughs> that's, that's typical Leah Williams writing. <laughs> oh, it was good. Like it was yeah, good. It was good yeah. like, that was the yeah. thing. I thought she had the voice of Cap, Iron Man, like all those characters down. Um, she wrote a Mary Jane book that you you might be interested in. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Mary Jane uh, in L.A. with Mysterio. Recently, oh, a year ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um yeah. that they're dealing with that in uh, b- 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 Sinister War. Yep. I'll yep. have to check that out. Exactly. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I, I dig this. I'm I'm really looking forward to issue three, and I'm glad that I was as high on this one as I was, considering I was a little lukewarm on number one. So I'm I it feels mm-hmm. like we're off to the fucking races here, and I'm definitely down for the ride. Yep. Same. All right. So yeah, I'd say pull this one. Uh this was my book of the week. There you go. Mm. Yeah, I think very close number two for me. Very close. You've become a real big uh, com- a superhero comic book fan there, Marco, huh? You know, this X-Men? I've always been a fan of the X-Men. It's uh, part of my lore. Marco? At what point At what point does X-Men surpass Swamp Thing? Will that ever happen? Uh, it won't happen, no. Not, not, no, not especially since they're soon. announcing more Swamp Thing books. Now. Well, Jesus and and, and the thing is, like, they're announcing the Onslaught book, so I feel like that's going to be the real deciding factor is, is whether or not that book exceeds my expectations. <laughs> I still I still can't tell if it's a bit whether or not you like Onslaught. Uh, I, I, I like, I'm, I I like the mystery. 
There's Wait, no mystery. I love it. We'll never know, Tyler. We'll truly never know. <laughs> uh, but if you want to let us know what you thought about this week's selection of books, make sure you hit us up in the myriad of ways you can do that. You can get us in the comments down below. You can come join our Discord where we keep the conversations rolling. Uh, or you can write into us at thecomicspals at gmail.com, and we will read your thoughts on the next episode of The Comics Pals proper. Speaking of which, if this is your first time joining us, uh, we are The Comics Pals. We host a weekly comic book podcast uh, where we talk about kind of all the goings-ons goings -ons of the industry uh, what's going on all over, you know, every corner of it, what's up with the characters that you love in, you know, all the media um, that you can find them. Uh, so if you want a, a good way to keep your pulse uh, or your finger on the pulse of what's going on in the world of comics, that is a great way to do it. Uh, and you can also go check out our image reviews, which post day and date on Wednesday. Uh, this week we reviewed, what was it, Mark? It was... Um, Primordial? Primordial, yeah. It was Primordial and Time Before Time number five. Oof, good uh, so stuff. Good, really good. Two two great books uh, on, on this week's Image show. So go check that out. And we also have the season finale of uh, We Watch What If, uh, where we reviewed the last episode of What If Season 1. That is up uh, today. So go check that out Wait, as well. Wait, today was the last episode? It was. That's what I said. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it, was it was it good quick was it okay i liked it a lot marco okay. was a little bit cooler on it right. i i think it's up there with it's in the top three for me i think okay fair check it out um so yeah go check out all that good content we're all over the place uh go follow us wherever you follow people and uh we're there making content for you oh and um, uh check out a uh, journey into quistry on uh, the comics files youtube uh, yeah watch uh, marco do a uh marco was on the show Marco was on the show, and you know what? And he did his best. He did. He did his best. I I did not have a swamp thing specific category, so he did as good as he could. As exactly. As he could. That's right. Um, no curve there. And if you don't know, Journey into Quistery is our comic book quiz show that Tyler hosts uh, once a month on twitchtv slash thecomicspals, our Twitch channel. Um, you're gonna quiz is go loose. We're, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna miss the third month because you're quiz. getting married. But yeah. Well, and also like, is it really a quiz of them? It's essentially the price is right in one of the segments. So <laughs> yeah, um, it's enough. fun. It's fun. It's weird. It's fun. Um, if you can give me feedback on it, please do. So it's a great show. Uh, we're super proud of it. And I definitely implore you to go watch episodes one and two on our YouTube channel. Uh, go check it out. All right. That's enough shilling. We'll catch you next week for more comic book reviews. Bye. Bye.